listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. John, how you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, Tiny. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. What a week. Man, it has been quite a week. How's it, uh, how's it looking over there on the, uh, on the long front? It's been all right. Been a little under the weather. Had to go to the doctor yesterday and get a couple of shots and mm-hmm. all that. But I'm, I'm okay. No flu or anything. That's so. good. Because tell you what, the flu this season, it is... Yeah, it's wrecking everyone. It scared my family away from church. I'm the only <laughs> one, you know... Holding, holding the fort down here. Yeah, the, well, with a young child, a baby, you definitely need to keep them in. But that is true. Rough. It ran through our house. Uh, Hudson and Libby both had it a few weeks back, mm-hmm. but I, I've gotten away from it. I, I just had a sinus infection or something I couldn't get get rid of, so I went yesterday and got a steroid shot and something else, some antibiotics. I was up all night last night. Your voice definitely sounds better today. Yeah, it's got that much more radio. Yeah, it's got yeah. that deep, yeah, sultry. Sound. You're listening to Earth Oddity. <laughs> oh man, well, uh, big big news for uh, the listening community. You can now uh, listen to us about anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, yeah, we did a whirlwind uh, job of submitting the podcast to a whole bunch of podcasters this week. So now. You don't just have to listen to us on the Podbean app. You can listen to us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. We are available on Stitcher Radio. That's right. We are available on Google Play Music. Ooh. And you're available, or we're available on YouTube. You can listen to us. We have a YouTube channel, and uh, you can. it's still a podcast, but it'll be in YouTube form. Yeah, we'll eventually go to a video at mm-hmm. some point in time once we have enough listeners who won't be scared <laughs> off by our appearance. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know about you. I have a face for podcasting. Yeah, me so. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, sex appeal is going to pull too many people in. <laughs> no. <so. laughs> At least not on my end. Yeah, me either. And also, there's a whole bunch of other podcatchers out there uh, because a lot of them just refresh from iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally am a big fan of RSS Radio. That's yeah. the app that I use, and we are available on there. It was uh, it felt kind of special when I updated my podcast list on and the, the catcher app I use, and there we were. So Yeah, no, it felt like big time getting on iTunes, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. You know, I imagine that's like... Uh, you know, seeing your name in lights, if you're in a rock band, you finally get on the marquee somewhere. <laughs> and also, it is very, very important for everyone to go rate us five stars yes. and leave a review. Uh, that would mean a lot. If you have an iTunes, if you have an iPhone, it's super easy because all you have to do is open up your podcast app. It's like baked into your phone's operating system. And you just yep. scroll to the bottom. After you scroll, after you search Earth Oddity, scroll to the bottom of the page, click write a review. And that's all you have to do. Yeah. It's super simple. Yeah, no, that's how uh, that's how I did it, of course, because I reviewed us. <laughs> you know, I think we're wonderful. But uh, yeah, I was going to say I, I reviewed the podcast as well. But I want everyone out there to know it's not just because it's our podcast. Yeah. I truly, genuinely think it's the right. best podcast out there. Yeah, well, it's the only podcast <laughs> I listen to, so I, I assume it is the best one out there. Right? No other podcast has convinced me to listen to it. So. Uh, yeah, well, we need everyone's help in that because it'll help push our podcast uh, to a broader audience with the more ratings it, it gets, uh, you know, the higher ratings and the better reviews it gets. So uh, if you... Right now, if you Google Earth Oddity, David Bowie comes up. Yeah. And well, I, mean, I don't like, expect that to change, right. but I would like to at least be on the page somewhere. Yeah. Right. As you know? a... <laughs> I, I, I'm a David Bowie fan, and so I'm a little bit honored by that, but... <laughs> You know, if we could just pop, bop him, bop him down to uh, number two on the return Google return and yeah. have our podcast first, that would be fine. And no disrespect to David Bowie, the ghost of David Bowie, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, who was amazing. I mean, guy made some brilliant music. You know, can I you imagine? You what, like, I still, I still, I still watch uh, Labyrinth. Oh yeah, know, that's a great movie. Yeah, it's an awesome movie. But can you imagine, like, when he was putting out like uh, Earth Odyssey or? Uh, Space Odyssey. Space Odyssey, yeah, yeah. you know, and all that. And it's coming out, and you've never heard anything like it before, and you get that record, and you yeah, put it yeah. on in your bedroom and put your headphones on, and that had to blow your mind. It blew my mind, you know, 20 years mm-hmm. after it was made when I, when I listened to it the first time. I was like, wow, this is amazing. 
So anyway, we'll be we might talk about that some more here in a little yeah. while. But yeah, we're uh, going to remind y'all. I mean, really, I'm going to harass all of y'all <laughs> yes. until you do it. If you want John or Tiny to shut up, just right. go write us a review. Yeah, go write Five a review. Star review. And look, I know my aunt Julie, wonderful lady. I love my aunt Julie. She's really awesome. She says she listens to this at the courthouse with all her friends. So what's up, people in uh, Oklahoma? Listen to this at the courthouse, but we need each of you individually. Y'all may all listen to it off of Aunt Julie's phone to get your phone out and go and rate <laughs> us as well. And only good ratings. You know, if you don't like it, just keep that to yourself, all right? You yeah, don't what's, to, that, what's that our mom always told us? If yeah. you don't have anything nice to say, exactly. don't type it in yeah. an iTunes review. Right, yes. So, you know, and then, you know, just tell everybody that you know to go do this. Just, just I mean, really guilt trip them into it. I, I'm not above a guilt trip. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just be like, hey, I know these two young men who need a little help in life. <laughs> you know, yes. they don't have anything else going for them, so we need you to rate this high. It'll make you feel good yeah, if right. you do it. And Think of it as a mission effort. And you can tell all your hipster friends that you support free speech through independent podcasts. Exactly. You know? All right. There we go. I like that. <laughs> yes. I tell you what, Elon Musk... Last week, he uh, he made some headlines. He did. He was huge in the news last we week. We talked about him a little bit last week. Uh, we were talking about the Teslas and their autopilot mm-hmm. feature, uh, and we briefly mentioned his boring company. And um, the boring company is a company that he has started to try to bring down the price of tunneling technology mm-hmm. because he wants he's well he's tired of sitting in L.A. traffic yeah. and he wants to dig tunnels. Um, Makes sense. He's also talked about the Hyperloop. And uh, in order to raise money for his boring company, he so I think first he offered like a hundred thousand hats or mm-hmm. something like that at twenty dollars a piece that he was selling on the boring company website, and you know people were kind of you know well they were ordering hats and he made a joke and it was just a joke but yeah. it was a reference to the movie Spaceballs. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah. Love Starring it. John Candy yes. and Rick Moranis. I love Spaceballs. Yeah. I love all Mel Brooks movies, <laughs> by the way. I love all of them. Every single one of them I love. Well, he made a joke that he said when the hats sell out, if they sell out, if they're popular, then he'll offer the Boring Company branded flamethrower, mm-hmm. which, of course, was a reference to right. you know, that movie. Yes. Uh well, it turns out it wasn't a joke at all. He did <laughs> decide that he was gonna he was gonna offer twenty thousand Boring Company branded flamethrowers for wow. sale. <laughs> and uh, I came, John. I came this close. I probably to would, get yeah. one. Yeah. And you know, I couldn't talk the wife into it, and I don't blame her because I mean, five hundred dollars. But that's know, I, that is a little steep. But just just so you know, I had my name filled in. I had my address. I made it all the way down to where you put your credit card info in. You're and like, I, I, was, I was just about to click, and then I was like, wait a minute. I better click Better get approval first. on this. <laughs> I got you. I almost uh, bought a $1,000 guitar one time, <laughs> and I I was smart enough to run it by my wife. So, But anyway... Um, he has offered. Uh, he's 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 offered these flamethrowers. He sold out. By the way, just yeah. FYI, he. I want to say they went up for sale like uh, maybe last, not this past Saturday, but Saturday before or something yeah. like that. And he sold out. I want to say Wednesday or Thursday. Wow. Um, there was a rumor that started getting spread that uh, he was going to secretly create a zombie apocalypse. Okay. In order to create demand for these flamethrowers. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well. Huh. That Somebody. Makes sense. They, uh, his response was, uh, you need millions of zombies for a so-called apocalypse anyway. Where would I get a factory big enough to make so many? Hmm. Well, first, Mr. Musk, you have many factories. Yeah, they're called cemeteries, right? <laughs> and also, he, uh, you don't make the zombies. You don't manufacture the zombies. Nah. You manufacture the virus. Yeah. Or you manufacture the space radiation or the voodoo magic there's a there's a whole list of ways to create a zombie i'm, I'm a voodoo magic type of guy <laughs> yeah. i don't know a whole lot about zombies yeah. but yeah i figure voodoo magic's the way to go with it <laughs> that's uh you know every time i go to new orleans that's what i expect is just mm-hmm. for some kind of zombie thing to break out because all the voodoo madness they got going on down there well he uh he sold every single one. He sold 20,000 flamethrowers at $500 a piece. He announced on Twitter that they will all be coming with a Boring Company branded hmm. uh, f- uh, fire extinguisher. Okay. So that's good. Yeah, I would think there are some liability issues, maybe. <laughs> yeah. 
And then he also tweeted out, um, and I don't have this pulled up right in front of me, but they were having some trouble with uh, some customs some yeah. of the, in, in some of the countries where people ordered them. I saw that, yeah. You can't ship a flamethrower. Yeah, they thrower. said that we're not going to allow anything in the country that says that's labeled flamethrower. So right. he changed the name to not a flamethrower. <laughs> so everyone out there who ordered him a flamethrower is getting a Boring Company branded, quote, not a flamethrower. Right. Well, uh, I mean, for those who missed out on uh, getting their flamethrower, I would say you could use the age-old method of a lighter <laughs> and some hairspray <laughs> yeah. and uh, and flamethrow it up that way. Uh, that works. Gasoline, as you know, you may not want to use gasoline. No. That, uh, the fumes and gas are pretty high, or uh, light, so they will, they will combust pretty easily. So uh, Go up way faster than you think. Yeah, right. Also, uh, um... If the zombie apocalypse ever does happen, which I don't think it will. Me either. If it ever does, the hardest thing for me is going to be pretending to not be excited about it. <laughs> but Have um, you seen Shaun of the Dead? I have. I love I have that seen movie. That. <laughs> That's about my extent of zombie knowledge. Yeah. Uh, I'm not into Walking Dead or anything. My wife watches it, but I, and I've seen a few episodes just yeah. with her, but... Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about zombies, but uh, but also just to, as a brief PSA, a flamethrower is not a good weapon for the, the zombie apocalypse because yeah. you've already got the zombie coming after you. If you catch him on fire, now you have a flaming zombie coming after you. True, it's a big well, giant yeah. tiki torch trying to chase you down and eat you. So I would feel like if it's dead, it's not going to hurt it that much, right. you know. Yeah, but uh, but you know, I, what do I know? I'm I'm not a zombie expert. I would. Uh, <laughs> I think a, a boat paddle would be a good thing. You just slap them away. You know, <laughs> don't you have to knock their head off or something to kill them? See, that makes no sense to me. Yeah. I figure, you know, I don't know what you if do. If the zombie is possible, like why is? I mean, if the if the person is dead, why is the brain still working? You yeah, know, it right. would seem like it would just you know come after you no matter what. Like in Return of the Living Dead. Uh huh. Yeah. You there know. you go. Yeah, I have seen that. But yeah, I don't know how all that works. So I'm not sure. Flamethrower may not be the most efficient. <laughs> I think the flamethrower would be best suited for uh, grilling steaks in yeah. a record time. Yeah, right. Maybe roasting some marshmallows. Lighting a big line of firecrackers off or something <laughs> with it. You know, bottle rockets or something. Maybe if you're at the protest, setting a mattress on fire. Yeah, there you, you know, go. Yeah, like West Virginia wins the national championship to burn a couch, you know, or whatever. Or so. Lane Kiffin leaves Tennessee, yeah, you, you know. Go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're going to ride. <laughs> that was so bizarre when they did that. I mean, they're so Like, everybody was so upset. <laughs> but I, you know, I could kind of understand it. We we got pretty pretty mad when we had a few co- coaches leave Alabama before, but yeah. I don't think we marched on the streets and or set broke mattresses stuff. on yeah, fire, set stuff on fire. Yeah, it was more just like you know, oh gee shucks. Uh, well, anyways, I got a story here since we are a little pressed for time. We got a, a special deacons meeting episode of <laughs> Earth Oddity. For those who don't know, I'm a deacon. Uh, that may come as a surprise, uh, but here at Carroll's Creek Baptist Church, so i got to get to a deacon's meeting a little bit. If you're looking for a church home, though, in your West Alabama area, come see us at Carroll's Creek Baptist Church. We're an excellent church, loving. Anybody can be a deacon. Yeah, if they'll let me be a deacon, then that should let <laughs> you know. Really, yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, that should let you know that, uh, you know, we're, they're very accepting. of Very loving. Yeah, the loving church. We are the loving church. Uh, but this comes out of uh, Roxana, Illinois. Uh, via fox2now.com, mm-hmm. a teacher apologizes for drug references in math questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, some parents in the Roxana School District are complaining about a pair of math questions written by a teacher on a classroom whiteboard. On Thursday, the district superintendent confirmed these questions appeared during a freshman math class. So, these are the questions. Mm-hmm. The first one was, you take 600 milligrams of cocaine. Your body filters out 40% per hour. How high are you in three hours? Huh. Hmm. I would think it depends on your tolerance. Yeah. Yeah. I, what do I know? I'm not Well, a that's what addict. I was thinking, too. Height and weight, tolerance, mm-hmm. you know, previous use. And, you know, I don't know that you can answer how high are you in three hours. You know? That's just a bad question. Yeah. 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 That's, right. that's yeah, why not, I would complain. It's not so much. It's just a bad question. Right. Now, the second question is, uh, unfortunately, you can't pay your dealer, so she sets up a payment. You owe her $1,000 at 25% daily. And how, one kneecap. <laughs> how much do you owe one year later? Now, there's a problem with this question, too. Number one, I don't know a drug dealer that's going to let you float alone <laughs> for one year. 
Um, but number two, I don't, maybe someone else knows I'm, I'm not an economist or finance major or anything like that, but it says 25% daily. Well, that's $250 a day, 25% of $1,000. So you're going to end up owing back about $92,000 in a year. Wow. Yeah, that's really bad for some drugs. I mean, the profit margin isn't going to be enough to make up on that. I think the lesson from this school test is don't do drugs. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Uh, if it's just like an annual twenty five percent annual percentage rate, though, that's you're only going to have to pay back about twelve hundred and fifty bucks total. Mm. So about two hundred and fifty extra bucks, which is not that bad if you can float along for thousand dollars. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, but you know, of course, that made some parents angry. Uh, mm-hmm. According to the superintendent, uh, a statement they released says the district is addressing the matter with a faculty member and those impacted by this incident. The faculty member has apologized to students and parents for this lapse in judgment and has reiterated the intent was never to promote or make light of illicit drug use. (laughs) The district is taking the necessary measures to ensure that the damage is repaired. The district is addressing the issue issue as a personal matter according to district policy. Well, I'll tell you what, $92,000, I'm not so sure he's making light. No. Well, I mean, (laughs) if... I just got to thinking, if you can make that kind of return, you mm-hmm. know, uh, then maybe I need to get into drug dealing. <laughs> I don't know. I was always on the bottom end of the chain. So, uh, but, you know, the, uh, to me, if this was my kids, I wouldn't have gotten too bent out of shape out of this, mm-hmm. other than saying those seems like some pretty difficult questions to answer based on the information <laughs> given. Right. You know, because I'll just be like, I hope I've taught you that you mm-hmm. shouldn't use drugs. And maybe a math question is, is, uh, not going to tip you over into drug use <laughs> yeah. down the dark alley of drug use. But, you know, I, I don't know for sure. Uh, but I feel like the teacher could have done a better job. Maybe the teacher was on drugs when they wrote the question. Maybe. That's it. First thing I need to do is run him or her through a random, random drug screen. Tr- yeah. yeah. Hey, hey guess whose name got pulled this month? <laughs> Coincidence. <laughs> Well, our next article comes from the WashingtonPost.com. Owner receives letter granting dog unemployment benefits. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. This is from uh, Serengetuck, Michigan. Michael Ryder has been approved for $360 every week in Michigan unemployment benefits hmm. until the state learned that he'd been dogging it at a Detroit area <laughs> restaurant chain where he supposedly worked. Hmm. You see, Ryder is a German shepherd owned by attorney Michael Haddock on the other side of the state in Saratuck. WZZM-TV reports that Haddock received a benefits letter addressed to Michael Ryder from Michigan's Unemployment Insurance Agency. The station says Haddock contacted the agency about the letter. The agency says its computer system sent the letter, but the claim later was flagged as suspicious and it was denied. So he's not he got a letter, but yeah. he's not actually going to get the money. Uh-huh. Investigations Administrator Tim Kohler wrote in a tongue-in-cheek email that he knows firsthand it is rare for man's best friend to contribute financially to the household, and that will continue in this instance. <laughs> well, so the pooch, uh, Michael Ryder, is the uh, which didn't he part of the Paw Patrol? No, wait, that's the kid. That's the kid. That's the head of him. Michael Ryder's the Night Rider, right? <laughs> is that who was the Night Rider? I mean, you know, uh, Na- yeah, maybe, David Hassel. Maybe. Excuse me, David Hasselhoff. Yeah, but wasn't that Michael Ryder? I'm fixing to look that up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, dogs. I, I mean, I guess it's rare. It is rare for them to contribute financially. That space is uh, owned by Grumpy Cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they're going to have to straight up. Well, Michael Ryder is also an actor. Okay, um, he was in a bunch of movies you've never heard of. <laughs> uh, platoon leader being one. Platoon leader. Yeah. Hmm. Never seen it. Me either. But if you have seen Platoon Leader... Uh, he was Michael Knight in oh, Knight Rider. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Michael Knight. Maybe the guy's a Hasselhoff fan or something. He wanted to com- combine the two. I, he could be like me. and I don't know. Like, I like my name's, my dog's name's Jay Barker. So, <laughs> I told my cousin who lives in Oklahoma, he's married to uh, um, a wonderful girl, Mari. She uh, used to be a cheerleader in Oklahoma. I told him if the... Next dog day guide, if they didn't name it Barker Mayfield instead of Baker <laughs> Mayfield, I would be a little upset about that mm-hmm. um, because that's an awesome dog name. <clears throat> and uh, speaking of college football, 
Uh, this is a feel-good story for everybody out there. A uh, Washington State player gets Community Service Award. Um, he That's uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Washington State defensive lineman Logan Tago recently was named the recipient of the Fall 2017 Community Involvement Award. And this is given out to uh, by the university's good Center, for him. Yeah, Center for Civic Engagement. Uh, from a Washington State's press release, uh, Tago seems like a perfectly worthy winner. He's uh, a shining beacon yeah. of responsibility, someone he, we should try to be like. The dude completed 240 hours of community service around the city of Pullman and the Palouse communities. Give him a round of applause. Yeah, right. Now, uh, the press release conveniently didn't mention that Tago was literally ordered by a court to do that community service as part of a plea bargain he accepted to avoid a felony robbery conviction. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so I feel like uh, maybe the Center for Civic Engagement wasn't aware of that. I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, back in 2016, Tago, when he was 19, was arrested and charged with second-degree felony robbery and fourth-degree assault after he punched a man in the head and stole a six-pack of beer from him. <laughs> well. I mean, that's you, you really want to get your, get a drink on for that. I mean, just find a bomb and give him an extra $10 to go buy you some. I thought everybody knew that. Um, per the Seattle Times, the victim told police that Tago's punch left him concussed, and Tago accepted a plea bargain, and his charge was lowered to third-degree assault, which isn't a felony. And he was ordered to spend 30 days in jail and do 240 hours of community service. And perhaps, as the article states, Tego really wanted to do the community service and would have even without the court's order. But it's more than a little fishy he was given an award for complete, completing 240 hours, the exact same amount of time the court mandated, not one hour more, not one hour less. Man. So maybe they were just huh. proud that he's finished up you know and he's got it done washington state um as many people here in alabama may remember is where we had a temporary head coach mike uh what was his last name Dubose. no it was after dubos uh mike price came here from washington oh, state yes that didn't last long got into some trouble with uh didn't coach a single game didn't coach a single game got in trouble with some uh um, untoward ladies. Well, he he likes to party. Yeah, well, he, he liked to party a lot. <laughs> yeah. There were stories floating around town before the incident that cost him his job. So Just maybe stories. They, yeah. But who knows? Who knows? But you maybe, can't have story floating around about no, you if you're the no, coach not, of the University of right. Alabama football Like in team. Washington, in Pullman, Washington, you may can go out and get real drunk and hook up with some mm-hmm. ladies of the night or whatever, and it's no big deal. But around here, everyone is watching you <laughs> yeah. all the time, which he found out. And didn't receive a penny of his contract nope. because he had never they hadn't even finished all the negotiation. <laughs> so maybe they just do things differently up there, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, good for this young man and the his Center for Civic Engagement Community Involvement Award that he was forced to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe they should give me a uh, a civic honor award for driving the speed limit every yeah, day. Right. I haven't gotten yeah. a ticket in there, long, long time. Well, I. I have I've had a few tickets in my life, not many, mm-hmm. and not one in a long time. But I paid it. I did what I was supposed to do. I should definitely yeah, get it. Paid award. It. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, what about the dude who robbed the Seven Eleven and served his time in jail and gets out? Let's give that dude an award. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? I mean, he was actually on the inside dealing with jail time and everything. <laughs> yeah. So let's you know let's just start handing out awards. This let me get on my. Uh, you know, uh, old man America rant. Oh, this is what's wrong. Everybody <laughs> needs an award for participation trophy, trophy. You know, everybody yeah. goes crazy anytime. <laughs> oh, nobody knows anything. Everybody expects an award for everything. So <laughs> that's a perfect opportunity for everyone to say that. If you, you know, get your crazy uncle who's. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, tell him that. Get him on a rant the next time y'all are together. <laughs> well, our next story comes from uh, the BBC. And it is uh, St. Francis Xavier's forearm is set for a cross-country tour and will get its own seat on Canada Air. The, just his forearm? Yeah, this is, uh, you know, uh, the Catholic Church has come together and decided that Canada Canada needs a hand, and they're sending uh, St. Francis Xavier's. <laughs> <laughs> Need a hand. St. Francis Xavier's forearm set for cross-country tour. 
Uh, Angel Renier says traveling with the country with the 465-year-old severed right forearm of St. Francis Xavier will be like doing a road trip with a friend. Okay. I can't wait to see the buddy comedy yeah. that, oh, no. <laughs> movie that this is based on. <laughs> um, I mean, I know it's just bones, but connected to that is a living friendship with St. Francis Xavier Renier, the co-founder of Ottawa's Catholic Christian Outreach, told, as it happens, guest host Helen Mann, I'm sure there'll be a lot of interesting conversations as we go around. I'm sure. Conversations with the hand? I don't know. If I was her, <laughs> I would be. I would say stuff like, hey, can you give me a hand? All the time. <laughs> you think maybe he takes it and like holds it up and does like <laughs> hey. the soft puppet? <laughs> uh, how does a saint travel? Renair will accompany the sacred Catholic relic from Rome to Ottawa before embarking on a 14-city tour of Canada from January 3rd to February 2nd. So, which, I mean, Canada's a long ways away, but we missed it. Yeah. We're very nervous, first of all, of exposing it to the cold of Canada. I enlisted some women to make me a coat for him, you know, (laughs) so... I, he got a little should, sweater. Should, shouldn't the shouldn't it be sleeve? Yeah, <laughs> not a coat. I mean, yeah, you don't need a whole coat. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a glove really would probably do. Yeah, yeah, just a glove, or as they would say, a hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, she said the church has provided her with a duffel bag lined with foam, specifically made for transporting the relic. Okay. In the end, I don't think we'll need to make him a parka. She said with a laugh. <laughs> The saint will, however, get its own seat on the flight. Well, uh, I mean, it, that could just ride in your lap. Really. I, I, I would like be like, overhead <laughs> compartment. I would lean over and be like, hey, are you going to eat your peanuts? <laughs> yeah. <right>. <laughs> Can <laughs> I have your peanuts? Oh, he's having a bourbon and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't just toss the arm that baptized over 100,000 people onto the cargo bay and hope for the best. You can't put it underneath, and we can't put it in the overhead bins. Uh, why not? Yeah, I don't see why not. Well, here's why not, John. Uh, he likes to have a seat of his own. Okay, she said. Hmm. You're trying to explain this to Air Canada. We need, which yeah, I think that would be like some one of the most understanding airlines. Yeah, They'd I would think like, so too. Sorry, sorry, we'll, <laughs> we'll get him a seat right here. What's this all about? <laughs> uh, we need to book a seat. He is a person in a way, but it's not a person. It's an arm. Yeah. Oh, well said. It's not a person. Right. It's an arm. It's just his arm. Rainier also had to get official paperwork from Italy and clear her plans with the airline ahead of time. Rainier is having Canada host the relic is an honor for a number of reasons. First of all, the saints' remains are considered incorrupt, which that's like a thing in Catholicism where if you die and you're not embalmed, but for some reason your body is like mummified, Mm -hmm. they're considered incorruptible. Yes. It means the body of this person has not decomposed in a natural process. It remains there, Rainier said. It's really quite astonishing. What's more, the church only occasionally permits the relic to be removed from its usual display at the church of Gesù in Rome. It's in a really beautiful side altar. There are statues and marbles. It's absolutely stunning, Rainier said. They'll never let us take that. Uh, Rainier credits Terence Pendergast, the Archbishop of the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Ottawa, for making it happen. The tour is organized by the Archdiocese of Ottawa and Catholic Christian Outreach, a national university student movement. St. Francis Xavier is one of our patron saints, and we really like him a lot. He came to faith, or Rainier said, he came to faith at the university. St. Francis Xavier was born in 1506 into Spanish nobility. In 1525, he attended the University of Paris, where he is largely remembered for being popular and sporty. Hmm. Uh, he was an athlete. A, yes, he was the cool guy. He was the athletic guy, she said. Probably partying. Partery, partery. Can you say that for me, John? Partying. Thank you. More than doing his schoolwork. So he is going to get the bourbon and coke. <laughs> yeah. I like to think he's there's like a, some sunglasses on him, you know. <laughs> weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. His roommate, St. Ignatius of Loya, took Francis under his wing to bring him alive in his faith. So for us at the university student movement, we want university students to come alive in their faith so we find a lot in common with St. Francis Xavier's history. Hmm. Today, St. Francis is remembered for having baptized tens of thousands of people in his travels throughout Asia. 
He died on an island outside the Chinese mainland in 1552 at the age of 46. So, wow. Wow. You know, not not a long time. Yeah, the longevity wasn't, you know, back That's then. That's true. They didn't have, year, they didn't have vaccines or yeah. medicine or anything right. like that. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, we're <laughs> reverting. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> his body was laid to rest in a tomb in Goa, West India, but his right arm was taken to Rome in the early 17th century. I wonder why they just took his arm. Yeah, I don't know. Just snap his arm off or something? I don't know. That's crazy. Everyone's kind of claiming fame from the connection to St. Francis because he was a very famous, Rainier said. So somehow the agreement was made for the arm to go to the mother church in Rome. It's his right arm. So it's the arm that he would have used to baptize and heal and do amazing things with. Well, what if he's left-handed? Uh, I, I guess we're assuming he's right-handed. We're assuming I don't he's want to blow a hole in the Catholic. Yeah, if, he was, if he was left-handed, he wouldn't be a saint. John. He would have <laughs> probably stepped, stuck to partying. <laughs> That's right. I well, mean, but like if you're a left-handed pitcher, you know, in baseball, I mean, it says athletic. That's true. You know, of course, they weren't playing baseball back in the 1500s. I wonder what they were playing. I would imagine, like, I don't know. Kill the pig. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you know. drink a barrel of ale. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what kind of medieval games they had. You <laughs> yeah. know, I've seen like the Highland games where like throw the pole and all that. But. Yeah, yeah. Once Rainier lands in Ottawa with the forearm, she'll set off on her cross-country tour again by air, which is expected to draw thousands of visitors. It's quite a production, she said. We want to touch most of Canada with it, which I like to, I like to, I like to picture her actually holding the arm out and touching people. <laughs> <laughs> just slapping them across the face. Yeah, and then of course it lists the uh, the itinerary. Unfortunately, we just didn't get to this story Man. soon enough because it is over. I know but, a lot uh, of people would have went to see a dead arm. You know, four hundred year old dead arm. I'll be honest if if the if the arm was coming to Northport, I would. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably, probably pop I'd in. Probably, yeah, I'd probably <laughs> I would see too. It. Not because I think it has magical powers, but right. just to see a mummified dead dude's arm. Yeah, but. Especially the cool guy. Personally, I had never heard of St. Francis before this. You know, mm-hmm. us Baptists aren't up on our saints as right. much as we should be. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, he apparently was a monster. You know, I mean, like, I'm not a, a monster in a good way. You know, like, right. he, he was converting people left and right all over Asia and everything. I read a little bit about him. Monster Christian, the yeah. worst kind. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> those scary monster Christians yeah. looking to bring you into <laughs> eternal life in heaven. Oh, those dastardly dastardly yeah. proselytizing Christians. <laughs> but uh yeah, so, he's intolerant too. Yeah, oh yeah. But so we're not all up on our saints, uh but you know, I I mean to me, if you don't make a talk to the hand joke at least once a day <laughs> with that thing, then you're not doing your duty as a human. Uh, because you know, every just, time somebody asked me, "Hey, give me a hand with this," I would hand it <laughs> that's over. Right. Yes, <laughs> like somebody's just getting on your nerves. You like whip that out of your purse, or she whips it out of <laughs> yeah. her purse. Like, just talk to the hand, <laughs> or uses a floss water. Oh yeah, you're flipping pancakes with it. You know, <laughs> that would it's be got awesome. that nice like case. You'll see it in the show notes. You know, if you want to go click on the the link. <laughs> But yeah, it's got a case for it, so uh, you mm-hmm. can do a lot of things with it. You know? Yeah, put your uh, you know stuff in there with it. I, I don't know, but I imagine it's got to have a little smell to it. Maybe know? it smells like jerky. What if it does? He's like <laughs> hungry all day. You know, man, I got a craving for some beef jerky. <laughs> or you like freak people out, like pull some, act like you're getting it out of the case, but it's really beef jerky and you're eating it. The guy beside you on the plane's thinking you're really weird. That would be awesome. Oh like, yeah, it's Uncle Joe. He's he's pretty good. He wanted us to you know remember him forever. I don't know. I would have a, a lot more. That's probably why they would never let me take around a bitterated saint. But hand. I think St. Francis Xavier, like if he was around, I think he would laugh. I yeah, think he right. would think it was great. They describe you know? him as like a really cool dude. So yeah, I, think I would, he would love be like, it yes. if my arm, like, you know, 500 years in the future was yeah. making its way around. I would love for, <laughs> you know, guys to be... You know, swatting guys on the butt with it or whatever. Yeah, you know? I mean, be hilarious. Yeah, give him a good job, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, that's a really strange custom that you it know is, we've gotten into. 
And you, it's really unacceptable outside of sports. You know, like if yeah. I'm at work and somebody does something good <laughs> and I slap them on the butt, then that's yeah. a lawsuit. But yeah. if you're playing football and somebody does something good, you slap them on the butt, it's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, the machoist of yeah, macho yeah. sport has guys patting each other on the backside all the time. And, like, we will rock you written by Queen with a flamboyantly gay lead singer is yeah. like the number one anthem of football. I just find it like a weird dichotomy, you know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I would go see St. Francis's hand. That's all I'm saying. If it came around here. I'd give him a high five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all day long. Let's bump nucks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, our next story comes from Time via the Associated Press. Uh, it's out of Bradenton, Florida. You know, it's always going to be good when it's in Florida. Right. Um, talk about one heck of a an explosive donation. Authorities say a grenade launcher loaded with a live grenade was left with other donated items at a Florida Goodwill store. How generous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the Bradenton Herald reports... Uh, employees at the Goodwill store near Tampa reported the weapon on Sunday. The Manatee County Sheriff's Office says the store manager told deputies that the grenade launcher had come in a shipment from another store several days earlier. The employees at the other location said they sent it along because they didn't know what it was. <laughs> deputies said they disposed of the active grenade in a hazmat locker and the launcher was stored in the agent's properties room. And it's not clear who donated the items. Um, that There's to, a better way to dispose of that grenade. You just go out in the back alley and yeah. fire one off. Well, I, this is, <laughs> and I can tell you, this is some guy whose wife was like cleaning out the garage or whatever <laughs> yeah. and di- was going to get it all done while he was like at work one day. And she loaded that up. She didn't know what it was. Thought it was like a toy or whatever, <laughs> and and took it down to the to the uh, thrift store to the Goodwill store. I wonder if it said Boring Company on the side. <laughs> it may have <laughs> one in like you know twenty years. There's going to be a flamethrower <laughs> yeah. show up at a Goodwill store. <laughs> but yeah, this is some dude, and he's like coming home later on. You know, he'll be he doesn't even know it's gone yet because he hadn't touched it in a I long bet he's time. Planning a fishing trip that week. Yeah, right. Me and the boys are going out. <laughs> yeah. It's Saturday. You know, we're gonna, gonna go have some fish. Yeah. Knock out a couple of brewskis, grenades, and fish, <laughs> and everything. Have fish fry that night, and he goes to looking for it. And he's like, "Hey, honey, what happened? I had it laying right over here, yeah. you know, with all this other junk." She's like, "Oh, I, I didn't. I don't know. I think maybe I donated that to Goodwill." <laughs> or he read this story in the paper, and he went out and looked for it in the garage, <laughs> and was like, "Okay, now you've done it, man. I'm not even supposed to have this thing. Like, can you legally own a grenade launcher?" Uh, I believe you can, yeah. but here's the, the, the catch is it can't be like military ammo. It's got like the, the dimensions of the actual grenade has to be like these special uh, okay. dimensions. If I'm not mistaken, now yeah. this is all coming from some you I, know, movie show I watched, yeah, you know, where I, they use, I have no clue. That's what they use for like movie props. But <laughs> it's again, there's like, I mean, a mountain of paperwork. I can imagine. And you know, you, I'm sure there's, you know, applications and stuff. So, wow. But yeah, you know, if you had one, I'm just, surely you're not donating that just to donate it. That's gotta be somebody, right. like maybe they passed away and his, you know, family know. went in, just like loading stuff up. I'll tell you what, I would love to have one. I wonder Me how much too. goodwill is going to sell there. Yeah, that's what I wanted to call and ask. <laughs> like, hey, I'll take it off your hands just for the fun of it. You know, yeah, I, I don't right. have anybody I want a grenade or anything I want to launch a grenade at, but you know, I, I could just go out in the oh, yeah, woods and <laughs> see, let's blow something up. Make a great bonfire. Heck yeah. <laughs> scared some people that don't know what it is, just start shooting. <laughs> or yeah. like homecoming, homecoming game oh, rolls yeah. around and you pile up all the wood for the fire and you <laughs> and tell everybody to stand back and you're like, this is how we're going to light it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right, exactly. That would be awesome. Well, there's one in Bradenton, Florida now. If anybody's down that way, you pick it up, bring it back. You'll yeah. become, we'll let you have a guest spot on the Earth Oddity when you bring it in. Absolutely. <laughs> Next story here. California case to prove existence of Bigfoot moves forward. Okay. All right. I'm for this because I believe in Bigfoot. I do. I don't believe in a lot of things, but yeah, I believe in Bigfoot. believe in Bigfoot. Yeah. I'll get into it more later on. All right. Here we go. A California woman has filed a petition in California court on behalf of Todd Standing to have Bigfoot officially recognized as a species. The lawsuit filed by Bigfoot researcher Claudia Ackley 
alleges that Bigfoot is a real species and deserves protection. That denial of the creature's existence has impacted the research and livelihood mm-hmm. of those who study it. There we go. And that a failure to acknowledge the species has created a serious public safety risk. Standing released a video of his YouTube channel to his YouTube channel on Tuesday to announce the case's introduction. My colleagues and I have brought lawsuits, litigation, court cases to Canada and to the United States, specifically to British Columbia, the province of Canada, and to the state of California, Standing said. Standing proclaimed to have captured significant evidence during a visit to California, which, in addition to the contents of Discovering Bigfoot, the show... Uh-huh. will be used in the lawsuit, although he first plans to release the evidence as a sequel to the 2017 documentary. While I was there in California, I went on an expedition and actually was able to get some footage of the Sasquatch. Excellent. Some evidence of a Sasquatch, he said. There is a significant amount of footage from tracks to an altercation with the Sasquatch. All right. Actually getting grabbing an apple, and the whole thing was captured on video. There's a great deal of footage standing continued. I'm going to save most of it for Discovering Bigfoot Part 2. There you go. Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) (laughs) Standing entreated help from those watching the video, specifically in the areas of fundraising and legal help, citing difficulties in obtaining legal counsel. (laughs) So I guess he's having some trouble there. Because everybody thinks you're crazy. Right. I know. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. (laughs) And claiming... That he and his colleagues have spent twenty thousand dollars of their own money to fund their research. That's that's no small chunk no. of change. Uh uh-uh. uh. Would you do that for something fake? No. Exactly, because it's real. <laughs> but I, I mean, Bigfoot's real. I'm telling you. I can't think of much. I'm, I'm gonna make my case. I'd spend it on maybe a grenade launcher, <laughs> flamethrower. You know, yeah. I get ten or twelve flamethrowers. <laughs> Most lawyers see it as damaging to their practice, right. he said. You don't want to be known as the Bigfoot lawyer. <laughs> Big, Bigfoot lawyer. That's hilarious. Uh, despite the difficulties, Standing appeared optimistic. It's very exciting time for me, said Standing. The petitions hearing is scheduled for March 19th, 2018 in San Bernardino County Superior Court. Heck yeah. A full transcript of the court documents was transcribed to the social media network Reddit and can be found here if you go to... Go in the show notes and click on the article. You can find a transcript of it. So, um, so I, I, I'm let me say first of all that I try to keep an open mind. Okay, and I admit I readily admit that Bigfoot could be out there. Okay, but uh, I am I guess say I would say skeptical on the existence of him. But I would love to be proven wrong. You know. Well, I'll say this. Number one. I don't believe in Loch Ness Monster. That's a load of crap. Now, see, that's right? my favorite. No, man. I, hate I it. don't believe in it either. It. But if I if if one cryptid could be true, no, for me it would be Nessie. I don't believe I in Chupacabra. <laughs> I don't believe, but I believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> right. And here's my case for okay. why I believe in Bigfoot. Lay it on me. All right. Number one, I I grew up in Alabama in and around the woods my whole life. Right. We have a significant bobcat population in Alabama. Right. Right. I've only seen, I would say, around 10 or 15 in my life, Mm -hmm. you know, in the wild. And usually that's when I've walked up and startled one or, Mm -hmm. you know, sitting in a, you know, up against a tree hunting or whatever, out on a hike, something Mm -hmm. like that. All right. So we think we're quiet when we're in the woods, you know, even if you're walking as quiet as possible, but we're not. You know, our survival doesn't depend on us being quiet. All right. So I think that there could be... I don't think it's like one Bigfoot. You know, I think there are like multiple right. uh, big feet. Is that the plural? Is it <laughs> I think it's Bigfoots. Bigfoots around. You know, but like maybe there's only like two in an area and they only mate, you know, like once or twice, you know, or whatever. And they have a pretty wide area they can control. Yeah. Now, and so I feel like a primate that has learned to walk upright would uh-huh. be a little advanced and be able to know probably smell hearing and eyesight like mm-hmm. hey somebody's out here i need to get hidden where they can't see me right you know i just feel like that that's possible also don't think there is like people just rolling around all over the world really right. putting big footprints in the mud for people to find later <laughs> on as some kind of joke i just don't i think that's too much hassle to carry out an elaborate hoax <laughs> right uh here's my two drawbacks here's the two only things that give me pause number one nobody's ever shot one like there's never mm-hmm. been a hunter that shot whatever you know because if, if i were to be out 
hunting, which I'm not a big hunter, never have been, but I have hunted. And uh, if I was out sitting in my deer stand or whatever and Bigfoot walked out, I would drop him in a second. I would shoot him <laughs> so fast, you know. I've told my friends, if I'm ever out in the woods and I see Bigfoot, one of two things are going to happen. One, the mystery is over. Yeah. He is he's found because right. he's coming back with exactly. Me. Or two, I didn't really see him. <laughs> Those are the two options. <laughs> and my other thing is he's never been hit by a car. Right. You know, hit by a car. You know, mm-hmm. as you'll see a bobcat dead on the side of the road. You see yeah. all kind of stuff dead on the side of the road. But for years, people have been saying there are. Uh, mountain lions back in alabama or we call them panthers you know (laughs) yeah and people have denied their existence and now people are like producing game camera Mm -hmm. footage of it so i'm hoping yeah why don't bigfoot show up on game yeah i don't know i don't know know. but and maybe he will sooner or later or you know for because for years people are like no they're yo you guys are crazy there Mm -hmm. are mountain lions you know roaming around the hills (laughs) of birmingham and yeah people are like yeah no here's one i caught on my camera my trail camera so maybe bigfoot will be you know, on a game camera before too long. Well, I just believe in Bigfoot. Yeah. All right, let me believe in Bigfoot. No, Everybody abs- get off my abs- back. Absolutely. I, he, I you mean, know what he doesn't do? Eat pineapples on his pizza. <laughs> I bet not. <laughs> I, uh, again, I am skeptical, but I would love to be proven wrong. I would love for there to be a Bigfoot. I would, I, again, I don't, I don't think she's out there. I would love for there to be a Nessie. I would mm. love for there to be a Champ. I would love for there to be a Chupacabra. And I would doubly love for Chupacabra to be like an escaped extraterrestrial pet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it got loose from Area 51. <laughs> yes. It's kind of like a Southwestern thing. I would love to believe all that stuff, but, uh, you know, I try uh, to keep an open mind. I'm skeptical, I do. But, but I would love for their evidence to be out there. Bigfoot's the only one I really all in on. You <laughs> right. know, maybe I've watched too much Discovery Channel, you know, <laughs> like Bigfoot shows, which those are kind of dumb. But I wouldn't go out there just hollering and beating up on trees. Hey, let me put a quick to call to the listening audience. If you have spotted Bigfoot, oh, yeah. please, we beg you, yeah. write in earthoddity at right. planetmail.net. We Most would definitely. love to learn more about it. We would love to learn more about you and maybe even have you on the show. Yeah, Yeah, right. that would yeah. be awesome. We, we'll bring you on immediately. We will. You know? Yeah, if you if you got confirmed Bigfoot sighting, you know, <laughs> holler at me, boy. I mean, let's get, let's get you on for sure. And that goes for the skunk ape as well. Yeah, skunk ape. That's, that's popular Sasquatch. around here. Yeah, Sasquatch. Yeti, you know. I feel like they're all the same family. Right, you know, the just, Yeah. the Yowie. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. You know? and yeah, there's been Bigfoot legends, you know, for forever throughout history. Mm-hmm. So um, that's another reason I believe as well. You know, I mean, we've not <laughs> perpetuated a generations-long hoax on everyone. Right. Anyways, uh, this is a, a follow-up to last week's story about Nutella. Uh, France is to investigate the Nutella promotion. This is from the BBC.com. France's finance ministry is investigating whether a Nutella promotion that led to violent scenes in supermarkets broke trading laws. So apparently France has strict rules about the size of the discounts that retailers can put on products outside of official sales period. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like the anti- uh, price gouging laws you know like you can't you know if there's an emergency but you can't, here i mean you can't gouge them but you can't discount them either. yeah you just can't discount more than anything I mean, they won't let you do anything over there right so last week uh the uh grocery store intermarche mm-hmm. um discounted the tell by 70 percent and people went out of their minds they were attacking old ladies and beating <laughs> each other up and the police had to be called And so France's Consumer Protection and Anti-Fraud Agency said on Monday its investigation would judge whether the promotion legally counted as a sale Hmm. or whether it was an instant of product dumping. And maybe this is like one of the protections is why they have it. So you're just not releasing so much of something into the market at Mm -hmm. one time so you can dictate, you know, prices. It's probably a little more uh, relevant with commodities and not Mm -hmm. Nutella. But, uh... Minister of Agriculture, Stéphane Travert, this is my two years of French gotcha. coming up, uh, who is currently pushing for a law that would limit discounts to 34% of the cost price, is reported to be furious about the, the affair. <laughs> now, Nutella's makers, uh, Fiero, said they regretted last Thursday's violence, but noted that the discount had been unilaterally decided by Intermarché. So that's just Nutella going, hey, guys, don't sue us for <laughs> right. your grandma getting a broken hip trying to get a <laughs> yeah. jar of Nutella. 
But apparently, they 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 may have broken some laws. You just can't, you know, bottom uh, out the the market on something in France, which seems a little over regulatory to me. I but feel like if you want to sell Nutella for a nickel, yeah, if, if it, it's yours, if yeah. you're the one taking the loss, what's right. the big deal? Yeah. You know? Well, I guess you know. I don't know. I don't, like I say, I could see where if you had like. If you wanted to control the market on something and you had a major supply, mm-hmm. you could drop prices so everyone comes to you right. and your competitors would go out of business. Hey, that's capitalism. That's capitalism. <laughs> that's France. So, right. But uh, so I don't know. We may have some laws like that on the books. I just yeah. don't think it would apply to Nutella. It may to like oil or gold, you know, or, gold something. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Well, anyway, next headline here. A woman was listed as a missing person, but she was just on The Bachelor. (laughs) You can tune in every week. Talk about getting your heart broke. (laughs) Bachelor contestant Rebecca Martinez, uh, going on The Bachelor requires disappearing from your regular life. Contestants leave behind their jobs, pets, family, friends, and social media accounts for days or weeks or months to compete for true love, Mm -hmm. which... True love. You're not really competing no. for true love. You're yeah. competing for you don't find true to love win the show. Yeah, in six weeks on TV. <laughs> At least I didn't. Yeah, especially when the guy that you're wanting to be in love with is making out with every like five other <laughs> yeah. girls and you. So uh, anyway, but one contestant was reported as missing to the Humboldt County Sheriff's Office when, in fact, she was competing on the reality show on Thursday. A story in the North North Coast Journal on 35 people currently missing in Humboldt County, California, including included Rebecca Martinez. The newspaper asked readers if they recognized anyone in their collection of missing people, and people were like, "Yeah, I know that girl. She's on The Bachelor. <laughs> She's doing quite well on the show, too, by the way." Bachelor contestants head to Paris. The remaining contestants on The Bachelor, including Rebecca Martinez, headed to Paris for the next series of dates. According to the North Coast Journal, Martinez's mother reported her missing on November 18th after not hearing from her since November 12th, a time frame that aligns with The Bachelor's typical taping schedule. The newspaper noted that after a reader pointed out that Martinez was on the show, a public information officer in Humboldt County, where Martinez at some point worked on a marijuana farm, (laughs) the journal reported, so maybe she just forgot. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> spoke to Martinez and said that she's been removed from the missing and unidentified persons That's list. Good. On Friday, she addressed the mix-up on Twitter, which is that's where you address these yeah, kind of things right. nowadays, in the most daughter voice possible. Mom, all caps. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you I don't get cell service on The Bachelor? <laughs> which... Chill out, dude. Yeah. It's your mom. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, don't sass Cut your her. mom with some slack. Yeah. yeah. She's just worried. Get that belt out. <laughs> Bachelor contestants, no doubt, have a lot to do before uprooting their life for what could be weeks to months. There's a packing list that includes athleisure. I'm assuming that's uh, athletic wear. Yeah, I would guess so. Yeah, ball gowns, clothes for all types of weather, snow, rain, sun, and wind. If you're Mark Martinez, that list might include bringing enough weed for several weeks of a high-stress environment, all to fit in two suitcases. There's also likely a long to-do list, which might include paying your bills, putting a hold on your mail, suspending all beauty subscription boxes, uh, shipping a pet off to its grandparents, deputizing a responsible friend to water your plants, and telling your mother that you'll be incommunicado for a while. So, uh... Yeah, man, she just got high and forgot to say anything. (laughs) Come on, Becca, tell your mom where you're going to be. Come on now. Man, that's a... I don't know. I had a friend who was Mm -hmm. a cameraman on The Bachelor for a few seasons. Really? Yeah, he says a pretty secretive little uh, deal with him. But uh, I just don't think... uh, I, I, surely you let your mama know, like, hey, I'm. If you be, don't, you should. Yeah, I'm traveling out of the country, and I, uh, I'm probably not going to be available for a few weeks, but I'll mm-hmm. touch base, you know, when I can. Don't worry too much about me. 
I'm going on this show. I may be bringing home a guy to meet you, you know, at some point in time. <laughs> because that's that's on the show. Yeah, that's part of the show. When you yeah. Get towards the yeah, when you end. get towards the end, they go meet the family. Which you know what? I hope she stays on the show just so we can see the awkwardness right. when she, you know, when she has to face her mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get back and don't even worry about the guy like fighting in the kitchen. Yeah. Like, mom, I told you I would call. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> it would be. Maybe she's what I dream of because on all these shows, because my wife watches them. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I really don't watch a lot of tv but i'm in the room and my wife watches these shows so i end up getting caught in some of them (laughs) and uh uh you know i my dream is like i want to see the girl bring home the guy and they're they're always going home to like a pretty well-to-do family you know but Mm -hmm. i want to see somebody come home to like a beat up trailer (laughs) and you know like mama's sitting on the porch why has that not happened yeah smoking like a marlboro and you know (laughs) drinking a can of beer and daddy's out back skinning a deer and all that and and get this guy who's like some investment banker from new york to come (laughs) into that environment you know Daddy takes him out hunting and mud riding and all that. But it's never like that. It's like, oh, well, let's go have brunch and drink mimosas and, you know, all that good stuff. It would be more entertaining TV, at that, least to me. That would be so much better. Yeah, it would be better. Um, So, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, you got to – I mean, I'm sure she was just high. You smoke a little weed, <laughs> and you and you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to remember to tell mom that. And then the next day you're getting high again. You're like, oh, I forgot to tell mom. I'll tell her. I'll call her, you know, once I sober up a little bit. I want to talk to her all stoned because you know how mom is. And <laughs> then it's time to get on the plane, and you haven't called mom, and she's filing a missing persons report. So I feel like uh, that's on you, bachelor lady. You should, uh, shouldn't be getting all huffy with your mama over Twitter. No. Yeah, which – First of all, call your mom. Don't just tweet at her. Absolutely. (laughs) But anyways, I feel like, uh, you know, it's a a problem if you forget to tell your mom you're going out of the country. Maybe you don't have the closest relationship as it is. Uh, Well, anyway, I'm glad that she's not really missing for real. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, me too. Anyway. Um. Is there anything else you want to get to before we wrap this up? We're bumping up on time. No, the here. only other thing I have is this uh, two cops in Canada who ate some edible marijuana <laughs> and called. Yeah, I'll just yeah. run over it real quick. Okay. All right, two Toronto. This is from the CBC, which is, uh, I guess, the Canadian Broadcasting Company or mm-hmm. something. Uh, it says two Toronto police officers who allegedly ingested marijuana edibles hallucinated and called for help while on duty Sunday. They've been suspended. <laughs> I bet they were so paranoid. Oh, yes. Uh, they, uh, which, you know, for those not familiar, you can, marijuana can be eaten, cooked into different foods or yeah. whatever. And it's pretty potent when it's that way. It takes a huh. little longer to hit you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you'll sit around and be like, well, I don't know, feel anything. So you'll eat a little bit more. And you're like, oh. I still don't feel anything. And then, you know, like 20 minutes Next later, thing you know, you're covered in spiders. Next thing you know, you're in your patrol car <laughs> calling the calling the cops because you're hallucinating uh they, they made a call for an officer needing assistance and they were found in their police vehicle and later treated in the hospital uh during the call another officer responding to the scene slipped on ice and required medical attention and he suffered a head injury so clearly he was drinking before he showed up well, here's uh, my question are they going to be charged well it says they don't know yet huh. the funny thing is there let me find here uh um they had uh, raided a house, mm-hmm. and they think that this was some of the evidence that came from it. <laughs> they ate <laughs> yeah, oh, the no, evidence. no, that's what it is. Sources tell CBC News the marijuana edibles the officers ingested are believed to have come from a dispensary uh, that they oh, raided, uh, that, the community cannabis clinic. Yeah, the community cannabis. Clinic. Yeah, so apparently it's legal for medicinal purposes in Canada. I know mm-hmm. in some places in Canada it's just you know legal. I right, they may kind of be like the United States people on their own. You know, right. What provinces mm-hmm. decide on their own. So this dispensary got raided. I don't know. You know, if they were just not on the up and up, but uh, but it's unclear if the officers participated in the raid over the weekend. Huh. The only officer that's been identified, uh, his name is Victor. Uh, Dominelli, um, he's a neighborhood resource officer, and I feel like he's just trying to connect with the kids. You know, <laughs> like, 
Yeah, so just be cool. Well, he I looks think, like a cool dude. He's got I a, think he needs a visit from McGruff. <laughs> he <laughs> definitely does. <laughs> McGruff needs to take a bite out of crime on this dude. He's definitely not their dare officer. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> that was the only other thing I had. Okay. Uh, um, man, I need to get some kind of stinger because, uh, like we said earlier, we are now on iTunes, mm-hmm. and uh, we are starting to get some reviews to, right. to trickle in. So we're actually gonna uh, we're actually gonna cover some of these. We're gonna kind of blow through them quick. Uh, Funky McFunkster says, oh. "Funny news stories are my favorite. These guys do a good job of picking out the best ones and giving their spin on the crazy stories. It's odd enough for me to love." All right. Thank you, Funky. McFunkster. I like that dude. Like that dude. <laughs> yeah. I like him. Redbeard the Viking says, "Weird news, hilarious commentary. This show is fantastic. These guys do a great job. It will be a bright spot in your week, and it's family friendly too." I like Redbeard. Thank you, Redbeard. Um, okay. Wild Style has this to say: <laughs> These guys are pretty entertaining. They have great chemistry and keep the laughs coming. And you should definitely listen. So, thank you, Wild Styles. Yes, Wild, wild Styles. Okay, uh, next one, BGD, in parentheses, Big Buck Down. Uh, they gave us a one-star review Boo. and say they just simply say, not a fan. Mm. title of the review is, I like pineapple on pizza. So That's somebody that took that a little more seriously than we intended you see, it. You see what these pineapple yeah. people are like? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. You don't want to be like them. I mean, we don't like you. <laughs> yeah, I just want, I'll give you a one-star review. I give your review a one-star. <laughs> yeah. You, it's not even a full sentence. Yeah. And that's not how you abbreviate Big Buck Down, by the way. That's right. <laughs> so. <laughs> hey, if you're that guy, email the show, earthoddity at planetmail.net. I just want to talk to you, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what, I feel like we could get along. Let's put this issue behind us. J-Rock from the top says, funny show. I like news stories, and I love to laugh, and this show gives me the chance to do both. All right. Uh, Jeff Cross, 624, Ooh, says... I wonder who that is. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think his name's Jeff. <laughs> I'm not <exactly>. sure. <laughs> Good, clean, fun, funny stuff, very entertaining, five stars. Uh, down here, we got... Uh, and then uh, this one is from Hog Monster. <laughs> Uh, name of the review is Pineapple Don't Belong on Pizza. There we go. This show is great. I, too, hate pineapple on pizza. Ain't nobody got time for that. Tiny is the smart one with a dumb voice. <laughs> John is the short round to Tiny's Indiana Jones. Five stars. <laughs> I like that one. So, uh, whoever that is, I agree. I think my voice is kind of dumb, too. Uh, <laughs> thank you for giving us a five-star review. We do appreciate that. In spite that. of that. And, um, and here's one. This one, name of the title is I Was Wrong Before, five oh. stars. This is by BGD, in parentheses, Big Buck Down Question Mark. I <laughs> huh, wonder who this is. It says, man, was I wrong. At first, I thought I would rate this podcast a one star because I'm a jerk like that. But then I realized I was wrong about the podcast, okay. wrong about pineapple on pizza, and wrong about the abbreviation of Big Buck Down. I said BGD. What was I thinking? I guess maybe BG could be big, but then that just means big down, and that's not what I was going for. (laughs) Anyway, please don't pay attention to my first review. John and Tiny showed me that I was wrong about so many things, and I'm actually kind of embarrassed now. I know they will find it in their heart to forgive me. At least I know Tiny will. Please don't be like me. Listen to Earth Oddity because it's a really great show made by two dads who both work a full-time job and still manage to pump out a highly entertaining show, free of charge to anyone who wants to listen. The show is awesome. They are awesome. What are you waiting for? There we go. You could be listening to the show right now instead of reading this review posted by a sore loser who used to like pineapple on their pizza. (laughs) Go now and don't forget to follow them on Twitter and Instagram. So, BGD, we thank you for your change of heart. came to your senses, man. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yes. And I gotta say, after uh, after starting a podcast, I have learned that people are uh, at least when it comes to pinning them down or, or you know writing them down and putting them on the internet are very stingy about their opinions. Yes. It's, it's tough to get reviews. It is. So you know what we're going to do? We are going to up the stakes. All this right. next week, we are going to have a contest. That's right. Uh, you go into iTunes. And if you have an iPhone, it's super easy. All yeah. you do is search the show, scroll down, and click write a review. It's, it's literally that easy. Yeah. But this next week, you go and leave a five-star review for the show. Only five stars are eligible yeah. because yeah. we're not going to give you prizes to Don't destroy come us no on the internet. One-star stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you post a 
five-star review, and then next week we pick a winner, mm-hmm. and that winner gets a $10 gift card to wherever they want. Right. I will also throw in <laughs> a Grateful Dead uh, cassette tape uh, from any show spanning the 60s to <laughs> the uh, 90s that you may want or not want. It's so a cassette how, tape, though, so you're going to find awesome a cassette tape. How awesome is that? Yes, I'll drop one in the box you for you. You get a Grateful Dead cassette, you get a $10 gift card, and all you have to do is leave a five-star review. And there we this go. week's theme, because we're going to try to make this fun, the theme is going to be movie trailer reviews. All right. So something along the lines of, you know, in a world of lame podcast comes the lamest one you've ever heard. Yes. As long as it's five stars, we're good. Yes, that's right. If you're super lazy, and no shame because I'm kind of lazy myself, Me, yeah. there'll be a write-up in the Facebook group about it, and we'll even have like an example review, so you can just cut and paste that one yeah. if you want. Yeah, well, you're probably not going to win if you're cutting and pasting, probably though, but not, I'm just saying. But hey, you, you'll be eligible. Yeah. But we just need reviews and ratings, so you, you guys, you got to help us out, man. If you've ever said, hey, John, you're funny, you need to write a book, Yeah, this is as close as you're going to get, So <laughs> uh, because... Writing a book and tells me doing a lot more work than sitting here talking. So now to keep everybody honest, next week when we pick the winner, we will announce the winner, mm-hmm. and we need you to email the show, yep, saying, "Hey, you picked my review. Give us your name. Give us an address where you we, where you want us to send your prize to." And to keep everybody honest, we will then email you back a secret password right you go and update your review um itunes will remember it because you can only leave one review per uh apple id right yeah so basically and most of those he read were from us anyways just to pull the curtain back so you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so basically you go put that secret password into your review and as soon as it shows we'll have your prize out and everything will be hunky-dory that's right so it, it costs you nothing. You nothing. literally have nothing to lose, and you have a Grateful Dead cassette and, <laughs> and a, a $10, $10 gift, gift card to yes. your choice of business to, to gain. So what are you waiting for? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, this has been another uh, episode of Earth Oddity. We thank you for listening, no matter where you're listening to us. Uh, join the Facebook group. Uh, make sure to write into the show. Yeah. Write into us at uh, earthoddity at planetmill.net. You can follow us on Instagram. That's uh, Earth, Earth underscore Oddity underscore Podcast. Right. Uh, you can follow us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at underscore Earth Oddity. And uh, man, y'all have a great week. Uh, we thank y'all so much for listening. But sometimes I listen back to this and I'm like, man, Tiny, you're an idiot. What do you think you're doing? But then you know, I get. I think about that too. But then you know, some people for some reason listen to us. That's right. Really yeah, most of you are related to us, but thank you. <laughs> Well, we'll catch y'all next week. Leave us a review. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.